Welcome back to another week of Jibber with the Canberra Times sports team. It's been, I'll say this every week, it's been another massive week in the capital and we have plenty to discuss today. So we're going to get straight into it and leading the agenda is the new haircut of the great <laughs> Caden Helmers who has come back with, uh, with something on his head. And it looks like he's missing a bit around the sides. Caden, tell us about that, mate. It's um, it actually suits you, I reckon. Yeah, look, I'm I'm feeling pretty fresh, feeling pretty dangerous. Uh, I feel the breeze every time I go outside. So, one thing led to another. I was sitting at home having a feed with my old man and pop on Sunday night, and one of my mates who plays for the UC Stars Rugby League side was like, "Mate, send me his address." He's like, "Come on over." Had a bit of a end of season celebration after their grand final on Sunday, and um, yeah, look, I had to catch up pretty quick, and then after a few, I looked at him. I was like, "Mate, I feel pretty dangerous, but I don't look very dangerous." So yeah. away we went and started cutting each other's hair, and now I look like Newcastle Knights and a Bradman best, I think. So I'm yeah. here for it. Very nice, mate. Just a good old fashioned sleepover. Eh? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was wild. Undefeated well in beer pong. The champ is here. That's good to hear, mate. And you were out. Uh, you were out at the local league grand finals on Sunday at uh, at Seaford Oval. Um, we better touch on that quickly, mate. We'll start at the top. The Canberra Raiders under twenties um, did a bit of a number on the Gungahlin Bulls to win the Canberra Raiders Cup. Yeah, it was. Um, it was not really like anything I'd ever seen before in a grand final. I've been going to those grand finals for as long as I can remember, and it was 46-0 at halftime, 66-10 at full time. The Raiders' 20s were just on another level. Like, you get those guys, you try and get those guys in a one-on-one tackle, and it just doesn't happen. They're just too big, too strong. And they were driven back, so Gungarland kicked off, drove the Raiders back into the end goal on the first play of the game for a dropout. And I thought, you know what, Gungarland might try and make a statement here early and, and you know send a message, but... Yeah, pretty quickly after that, the Raiders crossed and then crossed again and crossed again and just went like that for basically the rest of the day. Yeah, wow. It's, a, it's an incredible scoreline. Uh, I mean, fair to say probably that maybe not totally expected, but you would have to say that the Raiders' 20s have had that fitness edge all year. And fair play to the Bulls, I think, for getting through. They were working like all clubs with a weakened roster this year. And they did beat the Raiders uh, about a month ago on the field to make it a little bit interesting. But uh, well done to the under-20s. It's it's given them an outlet at least this year to play their football. I'd like to welcome our other member of the podcast today, the great Daniel Heinrich, in for a second week. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm living the dream, Jimmy. How about yourself, mate? Yeah, nice one, mate. Also uh, living the dream. But um, before that Canberra Raiders Cup Grand Final, we saw a pretty special moment, the Bush Pies beating the Queemian Blues in their first year. Daniel, you had a, you wrote a couple of stories in the lead up to that about the Bush Pies, the the newly formed once in a lifetime club almost. What can you tell us about those guys, and uh, what do you think it meant to the girls? Yeah, they were very happy just to be playing footy for, for a start, and then let alone playing a grand final. So, really, um, yeah, massive achievement I think for the Bush Pies. Um, Bish, I don't know how they feel about not being the bushfires next year. I think they, you know, they've probably bonded a lot this season, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it's worked out well, and that was a, a temporary merger, I think, between was it Yas and Yas and Tuggeron, yeah. Tuggeron, yeah, okay. Tuggeron, yeah. 
Yeah, well, there you go. It's worked out very well. And it's it's allowed them to play that that Katrina Fanning Shield competition. And I should mention, too, they only defeated the previously undefeated um, Queen Bean Blues the week before, who they beat in the final, too. So, yeah, what an achievement, eh? Timing is everything. As they say, they've done it well. Look, um, we're all pretty excited this week, fellas. Elimination final. The Canberra Raiders hosting the Cronulla Sharks, and it's going to be in front of almost 10,000 people out at Canberra Stadium. Uh, the game sold out about 24 hours ago. Uh, what is it, Wednesday afternoon as I record this? Um, I mean, what a huge game. Four years on from that, that famous qualifying final where uh, Cronulla came down mm. here, the Raiders were expected to take care of business. Mm. They didn't get it done. A late penalty goal to the Sharks sent them straight to a prelim and ultimately en route to a maiden NRL premiership, uh, whereas the Raiders had to go the hard way and uh, history tells us were knocked out by the Melbourne Storm in a prelim they probably should have won. In any event, uh, Caden, I'll throw to you on this one because no doubt you would have remembered that game quite well. Um, I think it's fair to say that, that Raiders fans probably go into this game expecting to win, but it's not going to be that easy, is it? Yeah, this is one that's like Canberra rightfully our favourites for this game. They play the Sharks little more than, well, it'll be seven days ago by the time kickoff rolls around basically. And with a, a pretty weakened squad, let's be honest, like Ricky Stewart rested a lot of his top line stars for that last round um, and the Raiders did a pretty good job of, on the Sharks. It seemed as though potentially they might run a le- run out of legs towards the end but ran up 38 points so you'd think with everyone coming back they they should do this pretty well, pretty comfortably but I suppose finals footy, you, you can't really rest on your laurels too much. We look at the uh, look at the players coming back in, and there are nine of them who were rested against Cronulla. Chance Nickel Clockstad is back at fullback. Jared Croker resumes in the centres and is going to be captain again. Of course, Jordan Rappinar back in the centres. The halves are back: Jack Whiten and Georgie Williams. Josh Papali starting in the front row. John Bateman, Elliot Whitehead, and Joe Tarpane are all back uh, and have been named to start in that back row. They are some huge, huge ins. Cronulla are bringing back a stack of players as well, let's remember, although I think it's fair to say that as a sum of the parts, the Raiders are probably getting more back in terms of experience and talent. Daniel, what's uh, what's your take heading into this week and do you think the Raiders can get the job done? Yeah, I think the Raiders will be too strong for the Sharks, um, especially, you know, with a packed out crowd of 10, well, not packed out, well, packed out in these times, I should say. Um, yeah, I really think they'll be too strong for the Sharks. And last week, you know, I know both teams were weakened, but they should take great confidence heading into that and heading back home to Canberra Stadium. Really, really sad story, I thought, out of that Cronulla game was um, with Englishman Ryan Sutton going down with what's shown up as a grade two medial ligament injury that tends to carry the six to eight week time frame in terms of recovery um a bittersweet couple of days for ryan he was named yesterday at the malmeninger awards the malmeninger medal awards which we'll get to in a moment uh, ryan was named coach's award by ricky stewart and and ricky was quite emotional when, when handing over the the award to ryan given that he's suffered this injury on the eve of the finals and i think given the fact that that he played most of the regular season last year, but then then missed out on the finals effectively um, 
as the Raiders managed to get all of their players back. Ryan spoke after winning that coach's award about his determination to try and do whatever it takes to get back from this injury. Realistically, I think they would probably need to make a grand final, which would give him four weeks between injuring and returning to the field if he wants to get back. We've seen now, Caden, I don't know if you remember this, but but I, uh, I remember, I think it was Ruben Wickey's last game for the Raiders, 2004, and it was a, a first versus eighth job against the Roosters who went on to play in the grand final that year. They beat the Raiders that day, but I remember the week before, Ruben had hurt his ankle quite badly, and he effectively said, you know what, this is my last game for the club, I'm not going to miss it. Uh, and he strapped it up and ran out there. I mean, that, that injury, that same injury I remember earlier, that season costing Craig Wing nearly eight weeks on the sideline. Um, I suppose it, it can be done. Uh, but, Caden, I mean, this, is, this just shows the character, I think, of Ryan Sutton, doesn't it? Definitely. It's been so good to see him backfiring this year because as soon as he got his opportunity back in first grade, he really took it with both hands and ran with it. And he's been so strong over these past couple of months, especially when the Raiders had fellas going down injured and all that kind of thing. He's just been fantastic up up in the forward pack for Canberra. So it was really tough to see him go down now when he's worked so hard, obviously missed last year's grand final. And you just get the sense that this means so much to him, um, you know, as it, as it does for any player. But for a guy in his situation that was there almost all year last year and missed out, towards the back end of the season um, to be so close and now to have a setback like this, it's it's cruel. Um, but, geez, I tell you what, he sounds very determined and it'll be something pretty special if he can get back for that should the Raiders make that grand final in, in a month's time. Here's this for the last couple of years. He, he met um, he met with Ricky Stewart, uh, him and John Bateman, actually, at the Maroolan truck stop halfway between Canberra and Sydney because Ricky didn't want people to notice. Um, and this was, yeah, the end of 2018. Ricky gave them both a plan and a vision for the Raiders and said, we want to sign you, Blakes. They did sign subsequent to that. Sato played 20 games last year, but like we said, missed the final series. He went back home at the end of the season in November to visit family and friends, came back at the end of November so that he could put his heart and soul into that pre-season and make sure if that opportunity to play finals came around again, that he would not miss it. Uh, that meant spending Christmas away from family and friends. He went around to uh, Ricky Stewart's house for Christmas dinner, which I guess, you know, it's a measure of the man of Ricky to, to invite him around in that situation. Then he had to endure the bushfires and the smoke around Canberra. Um, and then, like all of us, he's had to go into the bubble and, and endure the COVID-19. But, but like you say, Kane, he's, he's just been... He's been incredible this year. I mean, there were some games there he's run for nearly 200 metres and, and he's really left his mark. So it is, it's a shame that he's hurt himself, but we better move on because we, we should read out the award winners. And we'll start with the Malmeninga medal. Got sound effects now. How good are we going? <laughs> we're on one, fire. <laughs> jointly won this year. For a <laughs> Josh Papali. And Jack White, joint winners of the Malmeninga medal. Josh winning his fourth. Jacko winning his first after finishing runner-up for well, as many seasons as, as you can remember almost. Uh, Daniel, mate, I'll throw to you here because 
you'd have seen a little bit of these guys in action, I suppose, over the course of the year. Just both tremendous rugby league players, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And how good has Papa been this year, hasn't he, for the Raiders? Like, unbelievable. And Jack, too, he's put in another solid year. Um, The Raiders, it's really paid dividends, hasn't it, that they stuck with him through his um harsh, harder times a couple of years ago, was it? Yeah. Um, unbelievable footballers, the two of them, and were very well-deserved winners, in my opinion. Very good. Caden, I mean, you've sort of been observing the Raiders for a number of years now. Um, we all know what Papa brings to the table in terms of of leadership and, and, and coolness on the field, but uh, Jack White, mate, he's a, he's a pretty special talent, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. And so that move to 5'8", it's just seen him take a massive leap in his game. I think there were potentially some doubters, well, there were some doubters when he first made the move, but last year he was phenomenal, obviously man of the match in a losing side in a grand final, um, played representative footy last year as well, obviously not playing at 5'8", but he'd done enough for the Raiders in that number six jersey to say, I'm good enough to be at this level. And yeah, for him to just effectively pick up where he left off this year in what's been an incredibly tough year for a lot of teams, but Canberra, like, in particular, like, they've, um, you know, didn't play at home for a long time, were forced to go game day travel up to Sydney all the time, sitting on a bus and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, to have someone like him leading the way and pulling the strings in attacks just been fantastic. And I think it's really helped having George Williams here, having a really strong halfback to, I suppose, take some of the pressure off him and just and let Jack do his thing, run the ball a fair bit. And, yeah, he's just done so well and, again, will play a massive role in this final series. And you'd think be pretty close to another Sky Blue, Sky Blue jersey at uh, the end of the year, come November. Another uh, major award winners there, Dynamis Louie, club person of the year and very well-deserved. Uh, he, he's been terrific on and off the field. Matt Frawley won the uh, the Welfare and Education Award. But my favourite, I think, award that was handed out uh, yesterday, Rookie of the Year, Raiders Rookie of the Year, which has proven to be quite a prestigious award as well. Uh, the young Fijian flyer, Semi Valimi. Now, let me tell you a, a story about Semi because this is absolutely phenomenal. He's quite a shy young fella, as you can imagine. He's only been at the club for a couple of seasons now. I mean, he's only been in Canberra for a couple of seasons now. Grew up in a, a small, tiny little village in, in Fiji. Now, you might remember against the Warriors game two weeks back, he scored two tries and he had a bit of strapping on his wrist with the name Rosie written on it. And, and we asked him after the game uh, who Rosie was and he said to his heights his favourite niece back in Fiji. Uh, and that, that was the story he ran with for a couple of days until someone at the Raiders, uh, one of his teammates, got wind of the fact that maybe Sammy wasn't telling the full story. It turns out the night before the Warriors game, uh, Sammy's partner had a baby over in Fiji and uh, who he named after his mother, who he who he lost a couple of years ago, uh, but her nickname is Rosie. So within the space of 24 hours, he's fathered his first daughter. He's come out against the Warriors, scored two magnificent tries, helped the Raiders to a victory, and then was simply too humble to tell anyone at the club that he'd actually become a new dad. So they've uh, they've found this out last week and, and obviously rallied around him. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's an incredible story, and and it goes to show what kind of a respectful 
young man he is, and I mean, he he did his first uh, his first proper media duty this morning, which uh, had him up in front of the cameras. And like I say, he's quite shy, but I think he handled it quite well. Caden, what have you made of of Semi as a player since he's burst onto the scene this year? Really impressive. He's a very exciting player, and one that you think could have a, a pretty big future in Canberra, depending on what happens with a couple of other guys. So, yeah, really, really impressed by what he's shown so far this year. And I think, yeah, there's there's plenty of upside to a guy like that who's just got so much raw athletic ability. And as he starts to find find his feet a little bit more in the NRL, he's only only going to get better. Incredible stuff. Look, we'd better we'd better move on. We've still got a little bit to get through, but but good luck to the Raiders. That uh, I think it's a five forty pm kickoff on Saturday night against the Sharks out at Canberra Stadium. Um, look, Caden, we'll throw to you again here, mate. Just a little bit of uh, rugby news floating about. Our Brumbies boys are in the Wallabies bubble at the moment, doing their best, and uh, one of our favourites, the grand final hero Noel Alessio, he uh, he revealed a few things about camp today, didn't he? Yeah, so he rolled into camp a couple of days after uh, winning a grand final with the Brumbies, and the man he's rooming with is the his opposite man from that grand final, James O'Connor. That was when they were up in the Hunter Valley when they first went into camp, and he actually said today that yeah, it could have been easy for James O'Connor to just sort of brush him, give him the cold shoulder in the room and all that kind of stuff, but apparently he was fantastic to him, and they didn't talk so much about rugby um, and the challenges that lay ahead with the All Blacks and that kind of thing. It was more, as Noah said, just just life lessons. And we know that James O'Connor is someone that's <laughs> he's been through a bit. So, um, But James O'Connor, from the man he is now compared to a few years back, like he's been through a fair bit and you get the sense that he's, he's turned a lot around and he's mature, matured a fair bit. So, um, yeah, pretty valuable guy to, I suppose, be be learning from, both on and off the field at the moment in his first Wallabies camp, Lalesio. So, um, and also he's he was saying that Quade Cooper was a guy that he, he looked up to when he was coming up through the ranks. And I suppose you see hints of that sort of razzle-dazzle, exciting style of play in Lalesio, and that's what the Wallabies want him to bring. So it's not so much okay, here's how we play at test level. Dave Rennie's message to him is, this is what got you to the test level. Keep doing it and you'll be fine. So it's effectively a massive vote of confidence in him going into his first test campaign, potentially going to debut against the All Blacks in a Bledisloe Cup game in about two weeks' time now. So it's it's a pretty exciting time for him, one of the brightest talents in Australian rugby for sure, perhaps world rugby on the whole. So, yeah, really, really keen to see how he goes over this, this next couple of months, really living in a, a Wallabies bubble again. Daniel, you've worked uh, at the Brubbies all season. What have you made of, of Noah this year? Oh, fantastic player, isn't he? Um, coming to the Brumbies side this year and get to where he is, um, he's just been outstanding. Um, I'm really interested to see, too, um, what sort of role he plays in the Wallabies, whether, you know, he'll get to start at 10 at all. I hope he does because I think he'll bring a lot, but... Yeah, Noah's he's been fantastic, hasn't he? And really it summed him up um being the player of the match in the um grand final recently. Caden, you were at the uh local rugby final round. I think it was Gungalan versus Royals. There were plenty of permutations 
things that could have happened as we were trying to finalise the John Ident Cup Final Four. Uh, mate, what happened in that Gungahlin Royals game? Well, basically, going into it, Gungahlin needed to win to lock up a place in the finals. And what we saw was, honestly, like speaking to a few people about it in the past few days, it's it was a performance we've we've never seen from any team ever. Like it was just damn near perfect for eighty minutes. And Gungahlin put sixty-two unanswered points on the third-place Canberra Royals, the defending premiers, no less. It was, yeah, it was just incredible. Like I've never seen a more complete performance, especially at that level in the John Iden Cup, where they just seemed perfect from from the opening whistle. So the Brumbies guys have come back into the John Iden Cup for these. Well, Eagles got a few in that last round, and a few more will come through for the finals for the for the other clubs. So Eagles have got in their back line alone. Matt Giddo, James Dargaville, Isaac Fines, and Mac Hansen, Tom Ross up front, potentially Solomon Accardo if he feels like running around in the finals. So it's a very scary team, but Royals in a couple of weeks will look very different. So Royals will have to play Uni Norths now, and Royals will get back Connell McInerney, Bailey Coons will potentially Tom Cusack, Andy Muirhead, and Eagles will play Vikings. So we've probably got the two form teams of the competition playing in that 1v4 sudden death semi-final. Holy dooly. So how does it work? Is it is it just 1v4, 2v3, winners go straight through? Or Yeah, that's how they're running this year. They usually do major, minor, semi. Yeah. But, yeah, this year just 1v4, 2v3. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's anyone's guess at the moment depending on how these Brumbies fellas go and – yeah, so basically form's gone out the window. It's it's going to be a wild, wild weekend next week. Unbelievable. Mouth-watering stuff. Um, while we're on the on the local sport, Daniel, you were out at the uh, Queenie Tigers versus Eastlake major semi-final in the AFL Canberra competition out at uh, Margaret Donoghue in Queenie. Fantastic win for Eastlake, I thought. They really, really dug in. I mean, the Tigers lost a couple of players early on. Alex Page and John O'Boya. Uh, Alex broke his collarbone and was taken off to hospital. Jono did his ACL, I think, and that was all within the first five minutes. Um, but at least they hung in there and then ran away with it in the final quarter. Daniel, they're going to be hard to beat this year, aren't they? Yeah, I think Eastlake are looking very good, aren't they? Um, to get that one over Queanbeyan, and that's that's a big win for them. Um, so yeah, it's exciting times ahead in the AFL with um, Queanbeyan taking on Belconnen this week too, I believe, James. That's the game, mate. That's your your prelim final, I suppose, or your, your grand final qualifier. Belconnen with a strong win over Ainsley in the minor semi final uh, last Sunday, which which ends Ainsley's quest for I think a fifth straight AFL Canberra yep. premiership. Can you at the grand final last year where Ainsley? Down Bell Conan, um, a different result last Sunday, and brings to an end an incredible tenure by head coach Chris Rourke. Yeah, Rocky's been at the helm for a long time at Ainsley now, and he's delivered them a few premierships and a lot of success over the years. But time, time for him now to step away and uh, I suppose help look after his wife Julie. So she's been uh, pretty sick over the past sort of couple of years and doing it pretty tough. So. Um, yeah, really, hats off to Rocky. Like, he leaves an incredible legacy at Ainsley Footy Club. And, um, yeah, him 
I spoke to him last year leading into that grand final just about the Rourke family and how much, I suppose, how close the family was, how much the football club meant to the family and and how Julie was going with everything. And, uh, yeah, it was – you got a sense then just how important the Ainsley Footy Club was to that entire family and chatting to him at that time a couple of days out from the grand final, he sort of had tears in his eyes – um, wiping him away when he was talking about Julie. And I think it's it's really special that he's decided to walk away from footy now and just, just focus on family and be with Julie. So fingers crossed um, they, they keep getting some good news over the next little while and, and everything sort of turns around. Absolutely. And, and like you say, mate, we, we wish him and, and his family all the best. He's a, a tremendous fella, Rocky. And, and, you know, I mean, what a legacy to leave there at the Ainsley Footy Club. Uh like we say, pretty pretty mouth-watering game. It's out of Kangal and it closed, I think, uh, Queeming Tigers and Belcon and Magpies. The Tigers beat Belcon comprehensively a couple of weeks ago on their patch, but this is going to be a, a different-looking Magpies team. That's on Saturday afternoon at about 1.35pm. Uh, fascinating stuff. We should also just mention, touch on the Canberra-Croatia. They, they came away with both grand final titles in the Capital Football National Premier Leagues, the men's and the women's. Daniel, you got out there and spoke to a couple of the, the Croatia guys leading into that yeah. grand final. Mate, I, I mean, probably fair to say, not surprising that the, that they won both. No, not surprised. I think both teams were undefeated heading into finals. So, um, And the men's hadn't conceded a goal in the entire finals um, campaign. So they were really confident heading into that game with Gungarland and yeah, um, took out the match 3-1, and I think deservedly so. I think they're the strongest team this year, and, and same with the women too. Very good. Look, before we go, we might quickly just touch on uh, some WNBL news. Caden, um, where are we up to with the season, and what are the Canberra Capitals saying about things at this point? Well, your guess is as good as mine as to what the <laughs> season looks like at the moment. Even even the Capitals aren't sure. Speaking to Paul Goris this week, Capitals coach, he's... Basically, just eagerly awaiting some news. Keely Frolling um, was saying that, you know, if we have to go into a bubble, we're ready to go. Uh, it looks like at the moment um, there's, a, there's a pretty good proposal being put forth by the government up North Queensland way. So could eventually have a hub up in Townsville for potentially the entire season. Um, the Basketball Australia were hoping, well, were saying they'd have an announcement uh, probably about 10 to 15 days ago about what the season might look like. So we're still waiting, still not sure what's going to happen. But yeah, if, the, if the Capitals are forced into a bubble up in Townsville, there'll be a few people that'll feel right at home at least. Keely Frolling's from up that way, Mariana Tolo from up that way, Paul Goris from up that way. So, yeah, it's, it's a bizarre time. Like they're starting to get all their players into town at the moment over the next little while. Um. So, yeah, they basically just have to keep training as if they're going to tip off in, what, three weeks' time as as was originally scheduled. But uh, whether that will actually happen or not, no one really knows. Right, yeah, thank you very much for that update, Caden. I appreciate it. We probably should wrap it up there, lads. Uh, mate, you're off to off to the footy this weekend, mate. The mighty, the mighty Knights taking on an in-form South Sydney. What are you expecting, mate? And do you think you can uh, pass as Bradman Best and maybe get a run? Well, I think I can. If I just wear some Knights kit, I think I might be able to sneak my way on, potentially just like jump 
jump with the guys if when they're getting on the bus and just sort of filter <laughs> in with into the rooms with the team. Um, but yeah, geez, they could win by forty, they could lose by forty. I don't think there's really an in between there. So yeah, <laughs> she's on. Right, mate. Enjoy your weekend, Caden. Thank you very much. Pleasure. And Daniel, thanks for for coming on the last couple of weeks, mate. It's been it's been great having you on board. No worries, Jimmy. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. We'll talk to you all next week and go the Raiders.